Hey everybody, welcome to whatever we call our podcast. Uh, <laughs> this is, I honestly forget what we call it. Uh, what do we call it, Max? Do you remember? The, the podcast? I don't know. Was it from uh, the league office? It might have been from the league office. Oh, it might be. Uh, yeah, because it was called Flow. That's what my acronym was. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Welcome to From the League Office. Uh, we knew it. One of the 2023 season in week six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> week seven. Uh, Seven, yeah, week seven. Yeah. My bad. Uh, we have special guest uh, crossover episode with half of the J and J podcast. Jamie, welcome to the pod. Great to be here, Seth. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, Credit to totally... Jamie for initiating this this week's pod. It's about to, I was about to say, but this is totally planned. Yeah, now we need Jordan. the kickstart. Don't hate me, Jordan. <laughs> um. So, Jamie, since uh, this was definitely our idea and we want to get you involved right off the bat, uh, what would you like to talk about today? So I, I just want to publicly uh, apologize to Eric. I don't know how the stat corrections for Sleeper took away a safety that, according to the scoring settings, is worth 10 points away from Max Crosby. I don't know how that was possible. Because I... I I swear, when I was looking Monday night, I saw that Crosby had uh, 10 points for the safety. And as I look now, he does not. Even if they credit him, they credit to him for a half sack, I believe, on that play. They should credit a half safe on that play for the tackle that he made. So, Anyways, who does get the credit for the safety of two people? I don't know. Get credit for a half sack. I, I think the way Sleeper's doing it is where no one gets credit for it because... Oh, that's shitty. I mean, if if it's a half sack for a safety, like both players get a half sack, I feel like they should easily get half of um, the safety value, which if Eric only gets five for Max Crosby getting that, he then surpasses me in the median scoring, which is which is big for how close the league is. And it would have put him at six and six, uh, tied with Seth, but more points four. So that's back-to-back weeks of, like, stat corrections causing a loss? Is that what you said earlier? Yep. Yeah, because um, I distinctly remember Mm T.O. beating Kyle on Monday Night Football when Jordan Love threw his third interception of the game to end that game. And it took him down. And I know T.O. saw it, too, because he he mentioned – about how brutal that was. And then I don't know how T.O. must have saw it somewhere and it now credited Kyle. I was going to go back and look at like stack uh, corrections. Well, look, there's might have been like an actual like matchup, unless like there's no way the median was that high. There's like a matchup difference right. maker. Yeah. Well, theirs was a high scoring game. Yeah. I saw that. been really interesting this year. Oh, it's been fascinating. I, I love it because. It's definitely making the league close. I mean, if if you just go back and look at the last, like, six weeks of high, score, highest scoring, like, last week it was T.O., 
the week before that it was me. The week before that it was Eric. The week before that it was T.O. again. But I believe Max, yeah, you were week two. And week one was, I mean, T.O. again, but Max and Seth were both pretty close yeah. there. So it's... I think, I think the, the meeting's been on the rise, too, like almost every week, right? Or I think I looked at this like the other day. Oh, it kind of dropped off last week. It's definitely been, yeah. I know for me, it hasn't mattered. Like, it hasn't changed my results because I'm pretty sure every week I've won, I've been above the median, and every week I've lost, I've been below. <laughs> so yeah. I've been double stacking my wins and my losses each week. Oh, yeah. That's how it happened for me. I got the first four weeks of wins, went to 8 0, and then the last two weeks, I've lost and been below the median. So I just <laughs> double stacking it. Quite the ride. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm curious to see how much of a difference it'll make come the end of the year. I I love this change. I think it's so fun. It's such a yeah. good element, and like it'll. I think that's the most accurate way we can get the standings in the end, anyway. Yeah, I agree. Um, it might it might be the only thing that saves me squeaking in, to be honest. Especially with that stat change for Eric to make him a losing record. Because yeah. before the stat change, I was in seventh because he had scored. He scored more points than me. We were both mm -hmm. six and six. So. I'm curious. So we got six teams that go in. Yeah. Right now it's like you and Eric. You got the sixth one right now, and Eric's right behind you and Jordan behind him. Where well, really not, Kyle's really only one game ahead, right? Because if you win and go over, it's yeah. it's a two thing swing. Like if I win and go over, I'm eight and six. And if he loses and goes under, he's eight and six. So it, Eric, so Kyle's not really that far ahead. Well, yeah. I guess you're close enough in points for where like. It could be, yeah, it could be that. It could be the three of you in that cluster fighting for those two spots. Mm -hmm. You say, because if it was like, I mean, because technically T.O. and I would be in that boat too, but I think we're far enough ahead in points four that we'd still be above you anyway. Yeah, I think unless so. Unless it went like horrendously wrong. Um, well, alone, just having five teams within like two games, I mean, that can really, I feel like, swing so many things. So mm -hmm. who do we get? Who's who are the matchups this week? Oh, Seth is playing Kyle. That'd be fun. Oh, oh look at that! Look at that projection. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, A one point difference in projection. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so we're what? This is week seven. Uh, yeah. I I think it's inarguable that Kyle's the surprise of the season so far. I agree. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He had some yeah. nasty pickups. Like Josh Dobbs, for one, <laughs> is a lot. I mean, yeah. Pick. But now I feel like I think that's going to come to like a harsh ending with like the Cardinals, like just activating Murray. Yeah. Um. So he'll have love. I mean, Dobbs has actually been like serviceable too. Like that's yes. another crazy surprise. I think he's kind of fallen off lately. But after he's out, like, oh, he's going to get Watson back. So like, yeah, that'll be yeah. good timing. Maybe. Have you seen some of the stuff coming out? Well, like Watson's like worried about his shoulder and like wants to like really take it easy with it. It was earlier this week <laughs> where like he was it was something where it was like, oh, this might be take a while to rehab. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> the, the discourse was like uh I can't stand quarterback Watson from a day ago on ESPN, uh, in some in like a post practice thing said he can't put a timeline on return from a rotator cuff strain to his throwing shoulder. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you have a fully guaranteed contract like he does, like, why would you? What's the... Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious, too, if you think about, like, 
Baker played through the shoulder injury, got worse, and then they're like, well, now we need a real adult. <laughs> yeah. That's mm-hmm. like kind of hurt his shoulder. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I'm just not going to sit out. I'm just going to sit out forever. <laughs> I mean, I I think you and I, Seth, have the same opinion on what the Browns did to Baker, and we're oh, we're not very we're not. I think we it. I think we all <laughs> we all have the same opinion of that. It was shitty. Yeah, yeah. they did him dirty. Um, I mean, I'm so that time seems happy on the Bucks, and the Bucks players seem to be all bought in with him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if it didn't go right in Tampa Bay, like it was going to be a harsh drop off for him potentially. Mm-hmm. So now he's giving himself a chance to hang around bit more maybe they i don't know if he finishes they could win the division they could very well win it and he yeah. could get himself a second contract the way uh the way desmond ritter played against the commanders last week i feel like that division's still wide open <laughs> yeah. i mean just Dude. throwing three interceptions in the fourth quarter on those drives it was i was open. listening to pat mcafee today and they had arthur smith on and they like him and the whole crew even after arthur smith got off would I don't understand what people are seeing in Desmond Ritter. They kept talking him up like he's going to be Arthur Smith's guy, like as long as Arthur Smith's around. Like, I don't know. I just don't see the play with him. I think he's just not good. But yeah. if if they keep being competitive, maybe he just annoyingly sticks around. I've seen uh, a lot of jokes since the Titans came out. They were shopping around Henry about Arthur Smith going for Henry so he can finally run his dream of Henry at quarterback and Robinson as his oh. running back. <laughs> The ultimate wildcat. <laughs> but Al Jir back there too. We have like a, a T formation type thing going. It'd be insane. Yeah. It would be wild. The triple option would just be crazy. <laughs> do with even throw out Jir back there. I mean, it would yeah. just be. Well, speaking of trade deadline, do you guys have any hot takes or who do you think may get moved? There's like, this is the time. I think this is around the time of year last year, uh, CMC got moved. Yeah. Um, and I know like Saquon's na- name is floating around right now, although he just came out and like he can't, he doesn't have like no trade or anything. But like he said, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to stay in New York and everything. But like they look like shit. Um, I don't know. I'm curious I, if you guys have any thoughts. One one guy that I would think that has maybe a chance, and depending <laughs> on how their season plays out, uh, the Vikings with Daniel Hunter. I feel yeah. like he he could definitely help some player or some teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Vikings have a tough schedule. I know they play uh, San Francisco this weekend, uh, which I don't think they're going to win. But not having Justin Jefferson, I I kind of got the sense that that was hurting them in the Chicago game. Like they kept it close. Like they really didn't score that much. And I don't know. I I just feel like. Combine the Justin Jefferson, the Vikings just wanna tank for a better pick. It's a candidate. It's a, a primetime game too against Minnesota against San Francisco. You know, yeah. Cousins can't play well there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I can also see. I mean, he's already been talked about, but like Devontae Adams, especially Garoppolo is going to be out for a bit. Um, yeah. that's kind of signals the end of their season. His image isn't really looking good there right now with what he's been saying lately. Like, he was coming out and, like, I mean, they just, well, I forget who they beat last week. Um, Patriots. Don't worry. Oh, right. I, I actually forgot. Um, Twice, which I think was why he was pissed. It's like, yeah. That's what that, 
that was the comments that were coming out it was like i came here like wins and losses don't define me greatness defines me or something yeah and say like i want targets <laughs> that's what he's saying like i don't care if we lose i want i want my stats pretty wow. much and he didn't say that exactly but like it looked bad yeah. but the one name i kept seeing tossed around in articles like at least at the beginning of the season or more recently was it was kind of funny um it was derrick henry but like I saw a lot of trade proposals of him to the Steelers. I don't think it's going to happen uh, because, like, I I think I don't think Najee's getting a second contract. I think we've been pretty open about that. But like, imagine if the Titans keep going down and the Steelers miraculously keep fighting for first place in that division with how bad they play and they figure out a run game. They go get Henry. It It'd could happen. I don't. I don't fun. think. I don't think it'll happen, but it could. If we had anybody but Belichick, I'd say Judon would be one to look at. But there's no chance in hell Belichick ever does that. Isn't Judon hurt too? Yeah. Like right? Yeah. Yeah, but he's not like I don't think he's out for the season. I I jokingly said in uh, the group chat that Judon would come back for Week 18 just to beat the Jets because that's what the Patriots do. But yeah. I will stand by that. If Judon is healthy and playing the Jets. I mean, I'm betting Patriots money line there. That's just, <laughs> he's going to get to the quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I saw stuff about uh, Sertain, the Broncos. Mm, that'd be that'd be crazy. I can understand that. Or, like, I mean, I think that I think the thing is like if something I saw was like it'd probably be around two firsts, and like two if you're. Firsts. From one of the top young corners, it would have to be like there's no reason why you would move him otherwise. Like, yeah, and so I, I do think in their situation, I can see it doing that for sure. Because like, I don't think they're going anywhere. <laughs> it, it, the pro that's the ironic part is like the problems on the defense. Like their defense is hard, like horrible. Like as much as like as easy as it is to like hate on Russell Wilson in some spots, like. He's actually played like fairly decent for the most part outside of the Kansas City game last week, which was really bad. Um, yeah. But like, it's very, it's been very obvious that the defense has been the problem. I thought Judy was in talks for being Judy traded. too. Yeah, yeah. every every wide receiver I see thrown on the trade block gets linked to the Patriots or the Panthers. Yeah, man, I don't even know what I want the Patriots to do. Why don't they just play booty already? Like they have no like playmakers like doing anything for them, and like it's like a healthy scratch every week. They probably fumbled once in practice in like the preseason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Seth, where do the Patriot? Where do you want the Patriots to go from here? Yeah, do you what want them to tank? Yeah, what would a re what at this point? What would your what would be the happiest path forward for you? Uh, it would have to be like. I think it's time for Belichick to go. Mostly because I think the correct answer is getting a real GM, and I don't think Belichick would be okay with it. Wow. So I think, like, the correct answer is we need a GM that's, like, a modern GM and knows, like, how to do, and like, modern analytics, like, evaluate the talent, really kind of understand it, the field. I think Belichick's trying too hard to zag again. And it's like, <laughs> I think he's he's drafting for need and not doing it super well. Mm. And also, I mean, the big thing, right, is I think he's trying to recreate the early 2000s 
with like drafting like this year drafting all the defensive players like mm-hmm. trying to do like early 2000 patriots where you have like a middling quarterback <laughs> or what yeah. middling quarterback with like early career tom brady um and just have like be carried by your strong d but the problem is like we had much better position players <laughs> compared to the league average back then yeah. we do yeah. now and belichick not evaluate position players or if he, if or if they have him, like Bourne is good, but they just don't play him. They got rid yeah. of Myers, and he like ran all over them last week. And we they, fucking Devonte th- Parker and uh, Juju who don't do shit. They threw to Bourne quite a bit in the Raiders game. Uh, real quick, I did have a uh, Raiders minus three in that game, so I, was, I got a bad beat on that safety. But <laughs> I, I thought Kendrick Bourne's been like solid. Juju definitely has been. Juju was a bad signing from the from the get go. Like that was yeah. a terrible thing. Like the moment ink hit paper there. Yeah. Like, well, that and they gave Parker an extension. Like what? What Parker done his entire career that makes yeah. him worthy of an extension? I didn't know that. That's woof. Yeah. Like they're like Parker's our number one because he's big, but he can't get yeah. separation <laughs> and he drops catches. So like. And like, yeah, may have had a chance having Patricia last year, like, did like 90% of the damage and then not improving the offense at all, just kind of did the rest of the damage. Yeah. Yeah. Mac isn't it. He needs out. Yeah. Like, obviously, Purdy is better than evaluators, but if you like put Mac on like the 49ers instead of drafting Trey Lance, like with the position players he had there. Oh, yeah. It would have been so much better. (laughs) Yeah. But instead, we're like, oh, I don't know. You're kind. Of, you might be like Tom Brady, so let's just not do anything to help you. So, it is strange because I, I think personally, uh, their defense was good for the first two weeks. They had that game against Philly where they had held Philly in check through mm-hmm. the end of the game, and then um, that Dolphins game. I thought their defense tried to keep them in that game. For that, there was a couple turnovers that went against the Patriots' way that offense couldn't overcome but um yeah i don't know it was it, it, i felt like the defense was really definitely there yeah gonzalez was huge gonzalez was incredible for a rookie like right yeah out. he was playing really well he had the pick on like tyreek and stuff against the dolphins yeah and then judon was i mean he's been their best defensive lineman i think for the last like three four years yeah um josh uh uj might be actually a trade target because he's his contract's up at the end of the year, and with how the Patriots are trending, <laughs> there's definitely a chance he doesn't want to resign. <laughs> yeah, that'd be That's a cheap not... trade to do, probably too. Yeah, That's not a bad guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, like at this point, tank for Caleb. I would think so, but but like, see, that's the weird thing, right? Like, I don't. Uh, there has been. I mean, there's like college football discourse is not great discourse to listen to but uh there was some interesting there's like an interesting post on reddit actually about how much worse caleb williams is against top 25 defenses historically than like other defenses like he just carved up just like bad defenses at ou and usc um Dude. Has, i think the third ever longest time to throw in college behind justin fields and somebody else but it's like over five seconds wow oh god i feel like that's like setting up for a major disappointment if he doesn't fix some that's kind of the point like yeah i know you as freshman year 
it was like TCU or somebody like ran him off the field and they put Rattler back in <laughs> after like it was after like Red River where like Caleb came in and saved the day. Yeah. Uh, like he got run off the field because he was playing so poorly. Cause like they actually had a rush and were getting to him. And granted, yeah. he was a freshman, but like I mean the Arizona game he didn't look good. The hype is he, getting out of control. Yeah. Do you guys think he's good? Like, do you think he is deserving of the number one spot for the NFL draft? Probably. Is he that much better than Drake May? I don't know much about Drake May, to be honest. And that's like Drake May to me seems more much more prototypical. I'm I'm nervous of anybody being like he's the next Patrick Mahomes because he does so much crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, the yeah, they say crazy shit yeah. is because he can run around for five seconds. <laughs> yeah, like throw the ball. The lofty labels that like people throw out this early is just like what leads to a lot of it being so much of a downfall because the expectations are outrageously high. But like, I I feel like right now, yeah, just because positional value, like, and he's shown enough, like the Heisman and everything, like he looks like. A number one pick like and it'd be fine but i feel like the the weight of him falling like or like if he crashes in the nfl would just be like so much worse than other number one picks falling right now at mm-hmm. this point yeah and i do think i mean i know there's the whole like joke about osu quarterbacks which cj stroud's in the process of like breaking but I mean, Riley's track record of pro-ready quarterbacks isn't great. I mean, Baker Baker's an interesting situation because he got hurt and played through it, and the Browns are just a shit franchise anyways. <laughs> but, like, I mean, Tyler hasn't looked, like, absolutely stellar either. And so, yeah. like, the Heisman thing's interesting, right? Because it, it's kind of like the Kyle Shanahan thing where it's, like, how much of the Heisman stuff for Caleb was Caleb versus, like, Lincoln Riley just being, like, the best offensive coordinator in college football right now. You know what the uh, biggest hot topic uh, here at Chicago is? They want uh, Caleb Williams, but then they also want Lincoln Riley to come to the oh. Bears. And I'm just like, I I just can't think of Lincoln Riley being a good NFL coach overall. Like, I think he's perfect for college. I even think there's parts of the college game that are still above like what he he's a great offensive coordinator in the college game, coordinator. Yeah. yeah and those rumors will never will never die until they give it a shot in the nfl like you can give him as many 10-year contracts as you want like to these types of coaches like the nfl noise is always going to be there until saban goes to the nfl flops and comes back like it's that's always going to be there yeah yeah um i just yeah i think the the williams time to throw stuff makes me nervous about him because like i mean i don't know how many quarterbacks this season have had a play where they've been able to run around for five seconds it's probably like 10 plays total across the nfl yeah i mean you could i was just gonna say real quick they showed a stat of justin fields just cutting it two and a half yeah two and a half seconds for justin fields when he throws under it i forget his passer rating it was like 112 i want to say and then when it's over two and a half seconds it drops to like 75 or something with like i want to say seven or eight sacks i can't remember the exact number but it was wild just like that cut off yeah i mean you see it all in all these like got young guys in their first couple years like uh, that's why like uh fields was taking all those sacks how was taking all those sacks like they're sitting back there like a statue for so long and like that and you could just that's like the biggest indicator that the game's moving too fast for them yeah, and they're not processing. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go. That'd be my word, gonna, Williams. I'm gonna quickly go on the record here and say that Drake May will have a better career than Caleb Williams. Wow. I, I personally like the UNC quarterbacks right now. I mean, Sam Howell, when he actually gets the ball out and makes good decisions, he's been fine. I think Dre May will become fine. Yes, Max. How do you feel about Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> oh, oh, that is an excellent question, Max. Um, I think Mitch Trubisky in is a fine quarterback. He 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 set the groundwork. He set the groundwork. He he ran or crawled so that <laughs> he and, hobbled and Sam Howe could. <laughs> yeah, he, it, it's more like he uh, army crawled. And I'm still not dead yet. <laughs> but I, that that is a good counterpoint. Um, yeah. I I do take that note. But yeah, I I still think there's something about Caleb Williams. He does this thing that it will never work in the NFL, and I know he's going to try it, where he tried it several times in the Notre Dame game, and it didn't work, where he's dropping back to pass, and he goes back, but then he, like, spins kind of like a 270 way to get around to the other side and, hope, and hopes that the defensive lineman isn't going to, like, go that take the right angle or catch him or be fast enough. And it didn't work in the Notre Dame game, and it sure as hell won't work in the NFL no. game yeah. with how fast the D linemen are. And yeah. there's just something about it that it feel it feels very Kyler-esque and how he tries to escape. And I know Kyler's had problems with it. And it's just something where I don't know. Like you need to like step be better at trying to step up into the pocket. You just better awareness. I don't know. I, I just don't see it right now. That's all. It'll be yeah. I mean, there, there's nice. a handful of guys that'll be coming in because it'll be Caleb, it'll be May, Penix, Penix. um, <laughs> Ewers, um, who'd you say, Seth? Sanders. Yep. Yep. Um, well, maybe if <laughs> maybe if uh, Brian lets him leave. Um, I think there's another one too. I'm missing. I think there's like the big five. I've heard though. Okay. So. It'll be interesting. I, I feel like it's a bigger group than class. we've heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, recently. It's definitely, it's definitely. I, I always thought going into this year that it was just going to be like Caleb and Drake May, like one A, one B, or at least like one two, and then the rest are like so far down. But I mean, Penix has he's put on a show out of Washington. I lost that. Uh, I had Oregon three and a half in that game, or two and a half in that game, and I was upset. Are you by just? Are you just aiming to bet everything against Penix whenever you can right now? Is that a losing battle? I I know, I, I know I was, he's an Indiana guy. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> Max and I know about Michael Penix and uh that I, I call him Penix for just that IU Penn State game. Because <laughs> Man, that, game that me you off and I man. you and I know that was horseshit and IU yeah. did not deserve that. Yeah. But I I've only bet against him. One, it was only once. Uh, I could see you just chasing this like under everything, <laughs> under everything. <laughs> I mean, he, he's a good quarterback right now. And Washington, I will say, Washington has some stud receivers that make him look really good. Did you see the game day analysis about how they run their offense? I did not know. They do basically max protect and just sit, he just sits back and waits for the two wide receivers to get open and just launches it to him. <laughs> like that, that is literally their offensive game plan. It's just have like 
eight blockers and then just wait for the two wide receivers to get open. I love it. But that's it, like it, that's like Madden. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, like that will, and like for a program like Washington, where they will have like guys that are just going to be more athletic than most other programs, like that will actually get you like a decent bit into the season. Like you could win a decent amount of games doing that, but like that will come to a screeching halt at some point. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I the way Oklahoma I thought played against Texas that game, I think their defense yeah. is on the up Seth I love what Venables is doing yeah I think I can see OU I I don't really see another loss until potentially the Big 12 championship personally yeah so I was I was looking at their schedule before we yeah. uh got on and I love it because um so two teams that they lost to last year West Virginia TCU they get both of those teams at home mm-hmm. they're two I think tough road games I'm not counting BYU um, Kansas and Oklahoma State, they beat both of those teams on the road. And I really love what Dylan Gabriel is doing. And I don't think Oklahoma State and Kansas have the defense to stop what he is. He's Yeah, I don't think so either. And I mean, even aside from that, I'm loving that OU is like a defensive team again. Yeah. Aside from like being able to stop Gabriel or anything, I'm not sure. OSU has been bad this year. And so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure how much those teams are going to be scoring on us, which is great. Right. I mean, I it's it's one of those things where I didn't know how good their defense was going to be. I mean, I know the game against SMU, they played really well. And then I was – for the Cincinnati game, they played even better, I thought. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing – the transition last year was we brought back the strength and conditioning coach who I think had also – they had gone to LSU after Venables and all the stuff with Riley that went down. And Riley brought in his own guys. Mm. um and he he's known for being like the hardest of asses when it comes to shit and mm. so like basically last year was like running out all the kids that didn't want to do with it <laughs> so now it's like it's the strong it's the core guys are willing to stick around and do the strength and conditioning program is a big part mm. um and so uh can, i think that's get- it and i don't know it's interesting both ou and texas look so much better prepared than i was expecting for the sec Oh, yeah. Um, because it seems like the SEC is having a down year. And like, I'm not yeah. sure how much it'll get fixed for the SEC, right? So, like, and by the SEC having a down year, I mean, Bama and Georgia don't look super great. <laughs> the rest of the SEC might be better, but like, Bama and Georgia at least aren't looking as hot. Um, right. But, I mean, LSU uh, doesn't look that great either. I would yeah. add them to that list. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, OU, at least next year, just been staying in tune with all the recruiting stuff. A lot of the insiders are saying out of the commits already, this is probably like the best D-line commitment mm. class we've had since like 2000, which is one of the best. Wow. I think like the best ever considered OU defensive line class. So we have like, okay. I think we have two of the top 25 or tw- top 50. Wow. Uh, defensive line. We have this, we have the second top. We almost got the first. Um, Venables is going to love that. Yeah, and then we have, uh, like, we already have our quarterback for next year, uh, Jackson Arnold, who was, I think, the second quarterback behind Manning. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, we have the 23rd, and oh, now he's the fifth uh, top defensive lineman from this mm-hmm. class, and also the 28th defensive lineman. Wow. And the 32nd edge. <laughs> so okay. we're going, like, all out on D-line right now. And we also got the top running back. So 
it's like you can very much see the influence because it's not like a bunch of high-flying wide receivers and stuff it's yeah it's like we are building up the line like insanely and getting yeah. ready like you, you can see the flip to sec football which especially looking at just like how riley still hasn't dropped grinch i am very happy with where we are currently than if like this was riley getting ready to join the sec because i think we would just be completely smashed so bad yeah i was gonna i was gonna say if there's one thing I notice from OU, I mean, it's easy to make the comparison from the 49-0 game to this year's game. Yeah. But OU seemed so much more physical against Texas. Oh, yeah. And I and I it, it I, I just think it's a culture thing that Venables is building up where, I mean, if he's getting these D linemen and just run a game, like that's that's the kind of game he's trying to shift to. And it couldn't be more perfect for the SEC. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I was – I think I said in the Discord, but uh, there's no chance they would have made that goal line stand for four straight plays from like the one yard line with the Lincoln Riley team. Not, no, not, not a chance. Not with Grinch or, or, or yeah, I think that's his name, right? Yeah, Grinch, the, the coordinator. Yeah, for USC that he brought. Yeah, so it's also funny in the uh, the team chats or blogs how many people want USC fired. My my brother. Definitely wants him fired. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean that's what we wanted the whole time he was at OU. Yeah, I don't know why Riley loves him so much. <laughs> it blows my mind. I mean, it's not like it's not like there's one game that the defense does well with. I mean, I I remember betting against USC the very first game. I forget. I think it was San Jose State or something like Fresno State. No, but it was some it was some bad team, and I was just like, oh, they'll probably score twenty points on USC. Just because yeah. I know their defense is bad. Yeah, I've I've heard uh, the jokes are Ranch is exactly who Riley wants because the other team scores faster, which lets him play offense more. <laughs> like he's I mean, like joke is like he's playing NCAA fourteen and just saying yeah. the defensive plays just so he can keep defense. <laughs> what a strategy! Just so like, oh yeah, they'll as long as we score last, we'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't care about anything. I mean, that's no. just not a winning strategy. No. And what what's crazy is with USC though, because they only they lost to Notre Dame and it's not a conference game. I mean, they still could get to the Pac-12 championship game. And yeah, I think so. What's their? Yeah, because they're still undefeated in conference. Yeah, they play um, Utah this weekend at home which I think that's a winnable game. It's kind of a revenge game from the game last year. They get Washington at home against in Southern California. Their only tough game, Oregon on the road, where they could lose a game. I mean, if the Pac-12 kind of cannibalizes itself, yeah, it has the potential of just like one loss gets you top two spots because there's no divisions anymore in the Pac-12. It's just top two teams. Yeah. I, I do think... Utah could upset. I would I would have if I could bet in the state of Utah, if Utah still had their starting quarterback, I would have like hard hit the money line on Utah this week. Yeah. Okay. Like you see, like uh like I mean with the Notre Dame or like the Arizona game, right? Like if you have a good defense, which Utah does, yeah, uh, and you just have an all right offense, you're gonna keep the game close. Yeah. It's USC. It's definitely there. The only thing that worries me about that Utah game is I mean, Riley did have a decent amount of success against a similar Utah defense. Uh, Utah kind of figured it out that second game because they played in the Pac-12 championship game too. Yeah. 
I don't, it, it's going to be interesting. It should be close. I definitely agree with that. I think it'll be close. Um, yeah, I think Oregon, I can see Oregon beating USC. Yeah. Washington will be fascinating because that Washington offense is going to put up so many points. So many points. On USC. I, I have bet USC over total in uh, three games now, I believe. Yeah, and it's four games and it's all hit. Close to being the under in in any of their games. Uh the I wanna say no. I can't remember what the Stanford USC uh, total was. USC was USC won fifty six to ten in that game. And so the total might have been like sixty seven, sixty eight. But uh I bet it for the USC Colorado game in which there was eighty nine total points scored. Yeah. And that was fun. It's just insane. Yeah. And then this weekend, Seth, it's so funny how kind of flawed USC is in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, this this weekend, they lost the overtotal to Notre Dame because their special teams allowed a kick return for a touchdown immediately after USC scored a touchdown. And then USC allowed um, one of the receivers fumbled and Notre Dame took it in for a touchdown. Yeah. So – this team definitely has a lot of flaws right now. I, I don't hate Utah possibly winning that game if they're so their starting quarterback still not. I think healthy. he's out. I think he's done for the season. Oh shit. And that uh, um forget his name. I know what I feel like I saw him at one point. Cameron, Cameron Rising. Yeah. yeah. He's actually he's questionable right Ooh. now. So maybe Ooh. he'll be back. Oh. Um Actually, I'm looking at like USC schedule. They've been getting steadily worse. So like, yeah, oh yeah, eight, sixty six, four. But even their offense is trending down. So like fifty six, twenty eight, sixty six, fourteen. Then they've scored fifty six after the sixty six point game, mm-hmm. and forty two, forty eight, forty three, and then twenty. Yeah. So like, with how bad their defense is, it's not a great sign if they're if they're off. No. It is. It is definitely not. And. Yeah, I mean they have they have playmakers on offense, but some of the schemes that Riley's even running, I just the Notre Dame game was eye opening because I don't think Notre Dame is that great of an offense. I mean, Louisville was able to score thirty five against them, and yeah. USC couldn't score twenty. So it's uh, it's definitely interesting, that's for sure. I'm really sad we don't have an expanded playoff for this season because it feels like there's so many teams in the mix. Like oh, if there was yeah. a 12-team playoff, this would be a very exciting year. This would be such a good year for it because all the how strong this is the strongest the Pac-12 has been. Yeah. This is the I mean, I would say this is the best Texas has been it's since the college football playoff. Like yeah. they they would just be a candidate to get into like the top 12 for sure, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I do think this is the best Texas season. Yeah, and so and I mean the U the um, SEC being down kind of helps the other conferences being up, but like you would get three from the Big Ten: Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State, and then um, Florida State from the ACC. There'd just be a lot of good teams because Georgia. I feel like Georgia might be vulnerable with uh, the Bowers injury. So that's actually what I want to talk about. I was wanting your perspective on it because yeah, I. They don't have a timeline yet for when he'd come back. And, and that's and, and should he? Defense. I don't I don't think I would. 
He's won two national titles, Seth. Why will he, Why should he? And like, do you think he's locked in at a top 10 pick? Oh, I think so. I think he's the best draft prospect since Gronkowski, in my opinion. Like, I don't think Gronk was, what, a second round? He was a second round, but I think just from like... Three, which was the problem. Right, yeah. Oh. And I, I always thought Gronk had the metrics there. It was just injury and just like... I mean, coaches also. I I did hear that he wasn't the best at interviewing, and like that's smart. But that's yeah. that's never been who Gronk is, and it's like it's that's worked out for him. Yeah, I mean, he did he did go to University of Arizona, which is more of a party school than I would say like a football school. And so he went to Arizona State, didn't he? I thought. Oh, no, he did. He went, he went to yeah, yeah. And I I don't know. I I just see. It's interesting from Georgia's perspective because they recently played Auburn and they were down in that game and I live bet them including them in a parlay and the way they won that game against Auburn was they pounded the ball to Brock Bowers. They would do play action. They would get him in the flat. They would get him running up the sideline uh, with a linebacker on him and they would, I mean, just really use him in so many versatile ways. That's how good he is. But it's interesting now not having that security blanket if he I don't know. Yeah. I I'll be really interested to see. I don't know what their schedule looks like actually. I was just about to look that up too. It's it's just interesting. I mean, I feel like they'll get to the SEC championship game. Like there's that game against Tennessee, November eighteenth isn't too hard. Yeah. Then Ole Miss Missouri the two weeks before that. Right. I mean We'll see, because I think they have – do they have a – if they beat Florida, that'll yeah, be interesting. Yeah. I I, I think there's a, a chance maybe Bowers tries to just come back for the SEC championship game or just if George is going to – makes the college football playoff, he just comes back for that. But there's part of me that's like, dude, just go to the NFL. You have nothing more to prove. Yeah, I'd be, I would be, I, th- I think if he's out for the rest of the regular season, I'd be kind of surprised if he came back for postseason. Yeah, no, that's fair. There might be a part of him where he's just like a, wanting a to be a good, oh, he's definitely a gamer, but like being a good teammate too. And like, that's fair. I don't know. Did yeah. He, is he from Georgia? That might be like a difference. Oh, good question. Uh Man, he has 567 receiving yards already. Well, he's from California, I think. Uh, yeah, Napa, California. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I He's just done so much that first team all SEC the last two years. That's let's cool. see. Let's pull up Tankathon and see who might take him. Okay, so right now the top 10 for draft order is Chicago, Chicago, Denver, Arizona, Giants, Pats, Vikings, Titans, Packers, Chargers. It'd be something if the Packers took them. Yeah. If he somehow dropped the 10, Chargers getting their uh, Antonio Gates replacement. Yeah, that would be something. That's for sure. So, Max. I I just want to lay out the Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan possible fifth tiebreaker that might happen. 
and lay it out for everyone in the the Discord. So this and Seth, this will be beneficial for for you when uh, Oklahoma plays Penn State in the college football playoff. Oh my uh, gosh, <laughs> that would be. I we can go back. We can not make... really hype to mention Penn State USC, but if OU Penn State happens, I'm down. Like very quick side tangent with that. Like I like they are. I mean, they're right next to each other in the rankings. I think right now too, and they've been like. I think it. Would, I was just thinking about this before the pod. Like I think it would actually be a really fascinating matchup too. And like I've been watching pff puts out it's like top 10 graded quarterbacks every week and mm. i've i've almost sent it the past two weeks i was like nah i'm not gonna do it like eighth or ninth was alar at like 90.3 and then directly below him is gabriel at like 90.2 i'm like <laughs> wow look at you all the way down there <laughs> but i didn't do it <laughs> just say i'm surprised and happy gabriel's that high to begin with i was well, not high on gabriel going into the season well and the thing with alar too is like it's not like he's I think the one thing with his rating being so high is like he's not throwing for like a ton of yards. He's just like crazy. He's something Penn State hasn't had in a while at that position. He's just a very efficient, like protective quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like knock on wood, no turnovers yet this year. Uh, 12 touchdowns, no picks, uh, no fumbles for him. They didn't have a fumble as a team until like a week ago, I think. Um, but he's just protecting the ball for them. Uh, but I, that's yeah. I think the OU Penn State matchup would be fascinating because Penn State's defense against that offense I think would be fascinating to watch. Um, I think Penn State's like first in total defense in the country, second in points uh, mm-hmm. in the country. Um, I think the Big Ten's like stacked up in the top ten for like total defense. I think, but I think it'd be really cool to watch if that would happen. Also, it's I think just the two fan bases there would be tons of fun. Just two of oh, like, yeah. the most just hype yeah. fan bases together would be so much fun to watch. Yeah, a lot of history with the two fan bases, like not with each other, just like historical uh, football and teams. One, but one one of the fan bases is guaranteed to play for a national title. I mean, yeah, which would also just be fun. Yeah, that hasn't have I I can't remember the last time it happened for Penn State, but for OU that was what two thousand seven or no. Do they play? I might be wrong. I don't think it was 2000. Was it? The Since? Florida year? Or do they have another one after that that I'm missing, Seth? Um, they definitely never went when I was in college. So not 2012 or later. Okay. Um, it, would they... have been, it would have been 2010 or before. Okay. Well, anyways, going back to the tiebreaker. Yes. So, so Penn State, the fifth tiebreaker is pretty much the. Uh, this is assuming each team goes one on one against each other. Penn State beats Michigan. Ohio State beats Penn State. Michigan beats Ohio State. One of those one on one categories, and the rest, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, all went out. It'll essentially come down to the fifth tiebreaker that's listed, which is the cumulative record of Big Ten West opponents in conference and so penn state's big 10 west opponents are illinois northwestern and iowa whereas michigan and ohio state share two of the big 10 west opponents in purdue and minnesota whereas michigan's third uh big 10 west opponent is nebraska ohio state's is wisconsin 
And as of right now, the conference record on that tiebreaker, uh, Penn State has Iowa, Illinois, and Northwestern have a better combined uh, conference record than Michigan and Ohio State's Big Ten West opponents. And so it'll come down to games. It could essentially come down to games where Illinois is playing um, Minnesota. They still have to play. Northwestern has to play Purdue because it's literally like, like I think it works out. It, it's either all or nothing for Penn State. I mean, in a game in which Northwestern beats Purdue, that'll help out Penn State over both Ohio State and Michigan. And so it's interesting from that tiebreaker perspective. Five layers deep. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's so hard to. I'm going to need you to keep recapping this for me throughout the season. Like, that's so funny, like, I like, I preferably would love to see Penn State get that one win in at least this weekend. Like, that'd be yes. cool. That would, that would be a good start. <laughs> yeah. And then they have to just figure out how to deal with Michigan at home, but at least, like, yeah. Um, that'd be interesting. But it's definitely, I mean, Purdue has not been, has not been good. Um, so, and I, I don't think Minnesota's that good. I really think it might come down to how bad Illinois is pretty bad too. But I, it's one of those things where I definitely think, I mean, each team could win its home game against each other. I, it could. I think this is, this is, I was watching some stuff today. The Penn State. Ohio State matchup this weekend is the fourth top 10, their fourth top 10 matchup in the past seven years. Um, and I actually, I think this is one of the better chances they've had to win on the road in Ohio State in a while. Like, yes. I think this is, I think this could actually be a really, these games have like historically lately have been like, like usually delivering like as being like a good game. I think last year they went like, into the fourth quarter, sixteen fourteen. Yep. Um. Before, I I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. That defense at end on Ohio State, JT. To uh, follow. Something like. Yeah. Something like that. He like single. Sick. I've never seen someone single handedly take over a game from like a defensive position like that. In a he while. had that like pick six right in that game. Yeah. He, he had his hand in four turnovers. He had like six tackles, a pick six, another. I think he had a tip pass that turned into another pick mm -hmm. um, two sacks. One was a sack fumble, which he recovered. And then I think there might've been another forced fumble or something. He was all over the place. Like he was mm -hmm. like giving Clifford nightmares. So like, yeah. I, I'm, that's that matchup is something I'm interested to watch this weekend. But like, I mean, Harrison went off on them last year and he killed yeah. them on third downs. Yeah. But um. I, I mean, I think that's yeah. the key for Penn State is if they can get to the quarterback and make McCord feel uneasy, um, which I think they can with four guys, and then they drop seven in coverage and maybe shadow a little bit onto Harrison. I mean, Maryland was able to do that a little bit. I really yeah. hope. I told, I texted you, Max. I really yeah, hope yeah. James Franklin watched the Maryland game because I thought there was a lot that Maryland did right in that game. Especially yeah. with where they played their safeties for Harrison. Maryland was up 17 to 10 against Ohio State in the shoe early third quarter. And yeah. they left out points at the end of the, the second quarter that would have covered my 19 half point spread against Maryland. But we're not, no one's counting. No one's counting Maryland. Um, Ohio State won that game by 20. I missed that by another half point. But uh, no one's counting Maryland. So, I, I mean, the formula, I feel like I couldn't agree more with you, Max, that like, this year, 
I feel like in the rankings, it's they've always been closer than what it feels like this year. Like it, it yeah. feels a lot closer with Ohio State not having that great of a quarterback, and Penn, I would argue Penn State having their best quarterback. And yeah, so, and and you're like talking earlier. Seth was talking earlier about like um, OU recruiting and stuff to like get ready for the SEC and stuff and uh, matching that style of play and like. I, I've heard so much of that with like the Big Ten to like Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State like recruit to beat, beat, try and beat each other pretty much. And like the two that match up the closest, I think are Ohio State and Penn State. Like, no, I think Michigan just recruits and builds better in the trenches than like anybody in the country on both sides. Um, mm-hmm. And like the way Penn State is building this team to try and beat Ohio State is like, big freakish athletes just to come like right in your face at like defense for like Manny Diaz just to um, blitz you like all day long. So yeah. and that's what they've been doing well this year too. Like Adisa Isaac, Chop Robinson, Abdul Carter, like all these like high profile guys. And like, I hope they like shadow Harrison with like Kalen King or something. Yeah. Um, But I think it's going to be a very aggressive defense uh, defensive matchup and like and I think that's what's gonna be interesting who can make the splash play which makes me nervous is because Penn State has not been explosive offense as much as I hope they would be this year but we'll see I think we'll be close but I think Penn State has a realistic shot to win it but it, what's what's wild is Ohio State hasn't been explosive either like yeah. I've, I've I've watched almost every single Ohio State game I mean they've been in some prime ones like the Notre Dame game but their running game week one against IU like held them in that game and McCord couldn't make some plays. So was about that. Doesn't Ohio State normally have like a run game? And I feel like I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, it it's been it's been pretty mediocre. I mean, I would say Ohio State's just been Marvin Harrison has made a lot of really good plays. I mean, you don't really need a run game to beat um Purdue these days. Or I mean the Maryland game, I felt like Maryland self-destructed more on offense and really just gave Ohio State short fields at certain points. So I Ohio State's defense has probably played better than it should have, but it hasn't been – I wouldn't say Ohio State's offense has been that explosive. Yeah, that's, I think that's just the theme I feel like we're seeing across college football right now. These, like, powerhouses that we're used to seeing, like, just dominate aren't – they don't seem up to snuff this year. Like, I mean, they're mm-hmm. still good. The Grass State's still a very good team. Alabama overall, I think, is still very good. Georgia's good. And um, but like I think there's a window here for like OU or Penn State or some of these other top ten teams that actually sneak in legitimately to the playoff. And these are like weekend this weekend of like Penn State, Ohio State is a their big first chance to put a stamp on that. But, yeah, you got through their major test at Texas, so now Penn State just needs to get through theirs. <laughs> yeah, and now yeah, they got to deal with Michigan and Ohio State, and yeah, oh god, I hate I, these matchups so much. They, they, I love them, but I hate them. They get they give me anxiety. I heard from um a college betting guy that I follow, where Ohio State showed a decent amount of plays against Purdue. That this guy was like, "Why are you showing this against Purdue? You don't need to call these plays." and put them on tape before the Penn State game, like they should have saved them. So it'll just be interesting to see huh. how much of um, – because they, they got 
more explosive against Purdue than they really needed to in certain ways that they played Harrison and stuff. And just, mm-hmm. I don't know. The more important thought, part about how Penn State's played this year, and Jamie, I know you agree with this, is 6-0 and against the spread. Yes. 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 <laughs> I took a little I took a little nibble on the UMass. Uh, I teased that down a little bit. Dude, it was like threat. 42 and a half point favorites or something. <laughs> I didn't know how the weather would be, and yeah. I was just like, uh, 42 seems fun. Like, if Penn State wins this, like, 49-6, I mean, they'll take that any day of the week, but yeah. which still covers the 42 spread, so my math is terrible there. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I I just saw that, and I was like, I mean, Penn State deserves it. I just didn't know how much. Yeah. It, it wasn't as really insane to me. <laughs> that, I know. That's, what, that's what's so different. Like, I'm trying to – I do like this team and I'm trying to figure them out along the way. And this, it, it feels weird. I feel like you can say this every year of like, this just feels different, but like, I, I don't know. And I haven't been obviously betting that long, but like, I don't know how long it's been since a Penn state team has like covered the spread for this long. Like they, this streak that they're going on right now, of like 30 point plus like 30 plus point games. And um, like dates back to the end of last season. I think they had the longest streak in the country of like over consecutive games over 30 points. And I think they've had like the largest like point differential in that same span too. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a different type of team. And I think it's, I think a lot of it, like even though Aller isn't putting like eye popping numbers, like he's not hurting them. Like no. Clifford was doing like some stupid shit for them back in the pocket the yeah. past like 10 years he was there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's I, a big difference. It it feels like, and you'll agree with this, Max. This feels like the most complimentary team we've seen for Penn State in such a long time. Like Definitely the offense since... is doing its job, the defense is doing special teams. I mean, they look good against UMass, which is easy yeah. to do. But it's just like it's doing their job. I don't know. It feels de- it's... still. Yeah, it's better since week one. Like they, yeah. that, the other they brought in the the transfer from like Harvard or whatever Ivy mm-hmm. League school has been doing all right. But like, um, this is the more one of the more complete teams since they won the Big Ten in twenty sixteen, and that was the year they beat Ohio State, and that one is in Beaver Stadium. But like that was with like McSorley, Barkley, Gasicki, Hamilton, Godwin. Barkley went off in that game. I watched yeah. the highlights recently. That was the block field goal game mm-hmm. yeah that game was absolutely nuts yeah i think this is definitely one of the more complimentary teams so it's and in the year where they feel like the powerhouses aren't taking over as much as they normally do like it's a wide open window for the rest of the season mm-hmm. really quickly unrelated uh to this conversation but conference realignment stuff i'm excited to see who wins between the iowa offense and alex grinch defense <laughs> like who, who do you think comes out on top in that scenario <laughs> I think it's it's what I think Iowa passed what like was it six times? Iowa they made four last, completions yes, against Wisconsin. No. They're pretty, last. I'm pretty sure they're last in the FBS. Are they That's, behind Wisconsin? Yeah. Isn't Wisconsin horrible too? I don't think Wisconsin's that bad. <laughs> uh, let me see. Yep, Iowa's last. They're behind. So here, here's. <laughs> Here's who's immediately ahead of them. They're behind Eastern Michigan, Kent State, Akron, Sam Houston, and Ball State. So They're are... behind Eastern Michigan? I watched Eastern Michigan play Michigan State week one, and they were never going to pass the ball. Yeah. That's horrible. Iowa... They're behind, like, Army? 
Yes, they're behind everybody. They're averaging 247.4 yards a game. This, which one was it Army or Air Force or Navy? Which one of them, like, they literally just never passed the ball? Army. Uh, Is it Army? That's how they, like, beat OU that one year. Yeah, I mean, they ran the ball, like, 200 times. Yeah. And they just, like, kept getting first downs and controlled the clock. But, like, wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was that bad. It was wow. like, I think they were second to last before last week. And then, like, Eastern, <laughs> Eastern Michigan popped off and, like, got ahead of them. <laughs> We beat so, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa's officially last in yards per game. Wow. They're they're terrible offensively. Yeah. Like. Yeah, they are, which is why I think it'd be hilarious to watch them go up against an Alex Grinch defense, which can apparently solve anybody's offensive issues. <laughs> I could. Max was the kick the Pensy kicker Falcons. Uh, I think that's that the, the current guy. Yeah. He went to Columbia, Max. Not Columbia. Harvard. Damn. He's not that smart, Max. Yeah. He'll forgive me. Too much credit. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen their uh, their kicker that uh, does the kickoffs? He that's is literally the only time he comes on. Oh, it's different than Falcons. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember Big Toe Joe? Yeah. I, I yeah. This guy is rivaling him. He's like six six, like almost three hundred pounds. Jesus Christ, dude, he's huge. I mean, three hundred maybe, but he's upper two hundreds. Um, <laughs> I forget his name. Penn State kickoff guy. You'll find him right away. <laughs> He's enormous. Gabriel Nwosu? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Is it? Oh, he's their punter. He doesn't actually punt for them, I feel like. Though. He's just like punter and like 6'6", 270? Boy, yeah, that's a big that boy. Right. He's in... Dude, he takes <laughs> He looks like one I'd of those. Love to... I love his stats real quick. Let me, let me just read. Hit six kickoffs, all landing for Tuck. Backs Delaware game average 62 and a half yards on six kickoffs, including four touchbacks. And then, like, it's all just about his touchbacks. Oh man, Max, he got better than the Northwestern game 64 and a half yards on eight kickoffs with five going for touchbacks. Why is this guy a kicker? I, you know, those highlights that circulate every year of Andy Reid playing football as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this guy looks like when he's out there for kickoffs. Like he just he takes like two steps and just launches the ball like sixty five yards. <laughs> background, like what did he do growing up? Where's where's his like recruiting profile? <laughs> I love those videos of Andy. Andy Reid looks so much year. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> he's like three times the size of these other children he's playing with. His freshman like, year, he was six six two seventy six. That's right. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? I don't know. Big Toe Joe seemed like an outlier in itself when they got him, and then this guy comes along, and they're just going to get massive kickoffs. It's like guys. how it's like how Purdue only recruits seven foot white guys. Like oh, Penn State yeah. only recruits like big guys to kick their yeah. kickoffs. <laughs> we want the we want all the kicking power of a normal kicker, but let's add a hundred pounds to him. <laughs> Just make his leg an absolute like catapult. Perfect, because he adds more torque. Yeah, yeah, Max. It's all yeah, and less and less steps too. Yeah, <laughs> it's yes. he, he won't be needed when it comes to like the the other ten guys on the field will tackle the guy. He doesn't need that. He just, I want I want I want to see him come down full speed and just I, I close on the guy. Somebody, Max. Max, what if he somehow Ohio State has a good 
kickoff return, and then somehow he just levels the dude like Pat McAfee against the Broncos that way. Or like Big Toe Joe. Big Toe Joe yeah. did it a few times, and then they oh, yeah. then, and then on one of the following kickoffs, they the the kick return team was pissed and they targeted him, and they just decked him. I felt so bad for him. They got a, they took the penalty with like pride. Oh <laughs> man, brother, fake punt. Just try imagine yeah. bringing it. And you're like not expecting it. <laughs> he starts charges the line. And just, <laughs> tush push. Tush, tush push. push. Yeah, tush push the six six two seventy. <laughs> I was watching a breakdown of the OU goal line stand. Um, there's a podcast. I forget their names right now, but it's two old OU guys that were all Americans and played the NFL. They have a podcast where they break down the games, and they were breaking down the goal line stand and the huge Texas defensive tackle. Um, it also made me think of it because Jamie, you were talking about like hiding plays. Uh, the tens they put the Texas defensive tackle in the goal line package just for this OU game. Oh, oh. Though the the OU analyst guys were like, they're doing this entirely wrong because like they're like running sweeps and they're like, he's a defensive tackle, just run forward. Like, why are <laughs> why, yeah. don't make him try to do offensive line technique? You're completely using this massive human the wrong way. <laughs> That's so Texas. They save something for the OU game only to do it wrong. Oh, man. How big the Texas D line guy is. He's the one that's like, everybody's saying he's like one of the best defensive linemen right now. Another great I love it. Was there anything else on your schedule that you want to talk about that we haven't hit yet? Uh, Do you want to just do. NFL playoff predictions. Are the Steelers going to make it? I was going to pull up the... <laughs> I was going to pull up the AFC East or the AFC standings really real quick. Dive into it. I found the guy. Devondre Sweat. He's 6'4", 362 pounds. Oh, 362! 362! As a fullback. <laughs> but then it sweeps with him. It's like, dude, you're it's a 362-pound like human. Just run him forward. The... Don Terry Poe play. Remember what the Chiefs yeah. used to do with him? Yeah. Three wow. He's a big boy. He's two inches shorter than the Penn State guy, but another 100 pounds bigger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's that's a, wild. Holy shit. That's a large human. Oof. Okay. Playoffs. Um. I don't know, man. I am. I'm worried that. Like I think I don't think it's going to be easy for the Bengals from, from like the hole they dug themselves to begin, but like you just get the feeling that like they found it before it was too late, like their rhythm. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like they're gonna start climbing again. And with the Ravens, I feel like they have been just getting in their own way so much lately that like if they start cleaning up some of like their own mistakes they could be a way better team like even oh yeah being four and two so like i'm just wondering how much pittsburgh's hanging on by thread to be where they're at right now so like they need another late season like resurgence again to make it the playoffs i i feel like the browns colts and texans i mean at least that's six seven eight i feel like all teams in a way are kind of hanging on the edge i mean the Colts, I thought Minshew would be better against the Jags, so maybe like long term, they look like they have problems just with like position players to, yeah, Minshew to throw. Minshew threw some bad balls too. I was gonna say the Colts are definitely going to drop out, in my opinion. They will. Yeah, I think they will too. Um, I mean, I think I, the Browns are going to drop out. 
unless their defense can win like literally every game if Watson just they're, they're yeah. like they're they like they're like historically great right now. I like yeah. I don't know by what metrics, but I just know everyone just cannot stop talking about how great their defense is. They did bring in PJ Walker, who I think be <laughs> slightly more legit than <laughs> the other quarterback they ran. Oh, Dorian Thompson Robin, yeah. DTR. But, we were in sync there, Jamie. We could have finished it out. We could have. I, I was trying to let you finish it. No, that's okay. That might also be interesting if Wilson can kind of turn a corner just because their defense is also nasty. Yeah. Yeah, if he can game manage, like, and just, like, and uh, do you guys believe there's any shred of truth to no. Rodgers coming back? No. I already know what you were going to ask. No. Yeah, I, I figured you knew where I was going with that. I was like, there's no there's no way. The, he was on Pat McAfee this week, too, and he was talking about it. And there's no I, he's being, He's being cryptic about it, too, but, like, there's no way. Pat Unless Mac- modern medicine is just, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, if if he actually tore an Achilles, just believing in yourself will not be good enough. Like, no. it's just not – that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. I, I don't think there's a way he's coming back either, but, like – I'm just trying to figure out how far that team can go because, like, game managing will get you so far. I think he can game manage them to being, like, on, like, a fringe playoff team and, like, possibly sneaking in. But, like, once they're in, like, I feel like he's just going to get re-exposed again. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the Jets are 2-2 and against Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, and Cowboys. That's impressive. Which I feel like that's – I think we all agree that's going to be four playoff teams. Yeah, and in the AFC, I mean, they have a chance. They they really don't have that bad of a schedule. I was kind of looking at it because I feel like it really could come down to, uh, the Steelers of them. I mean, they they have a lot of AFC uh, West games, uh, or two AFC West games coming up against Chargers Raiders, uh, but kind of winnable games down the stretch. Especially with how the Chargers are looking, yeah. Man, that's – I feel like it's got to be so miserable, miserable to be a Chargers fan. They have such a fun team of, like, really good, like, skill position players and everything, but, like, they just will not make it easy for themselves. Mm-hmm. You got to playoffs uh, – what's-his-name's out, right, as head coach of the Chargers? Daily. Yes, Daly. Yeah, oh, if, if, they don't, right, yeah. if they don't make it, I think he's done this year. Do we agree that Chiefs, Dolphins, Ravens, Jags, and Bills from the AFC are all going to make it? Because that's I agree on that. Those top five. Yes. I. I think. I think those are your division winners. Well, minus like Bills and and then Bills or Dolphins will be like first wild card. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. And there's what? How many are there? Seven make the playoffs. Yeah. Seth, who are your two AFC teams after that that make the playoffs? Your prediction? Um, probably the Browns if Watson comes back in a reasonable amount of time. Um, although, I mean, he hasn't looked great, but that I don't think you have to look great with the defense that they have. Mm-hmm. I also heard them as a rumor for trading for Henry, which would be nasty. Ooh. They got Henry. Ooh. <laughs> that would, just that be would be nasty, especially because then they wouldn't pay Chubb, and they would just like cut him. Yeah, you know, I, I, all the running backs. Before we, I'll just say this before we get too far into understanding stuff. Like all the running backs are getting linked to the AFC North right now because in the uh-huh. one, uh, 
deep Twitter dive I did on like where uh, rumors for Saquon could be going, mm-hmm. I kept seeing tweets about him to Baltimore and mm. kill me if that happens. I do not like. I think he would be. He would be great there. Nice. Yeah, but like. I, it's Baltimore. I, you I can't, don't you see, can't root for him there. I don't want to <laughs> see him in a Ravens uniform, man. That no. is just like a knife to the heart for that me. Is. That, is, that is brutal. Oh. He would do so well there, though, man. I know. I hate it. Like I, It would be great for fantasy, but like my soul would be <laughs> terrible. That deep. would be painful. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, man. I guess like I'm gonna I have I have his Giants jersey and like I wanna like if he ever leaves the Giants I wanna get whatever jersey of whatever team he goes to but like that's one of the teams I couldn't do. Yeah. Did you do any of the North teams besides the Steelers? No, I couldn't do them. Okay, that's just like there's I I couldn't do any of the AFC North teams and I probably couldn't bring myself to do the Cowboys either because that would feel gross. Would you get a Barkley Eagles jersey? I'd consider it. It's I wouldn't rule it out, but. Jordan would probably buy it for you, so you probably wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> Appreciate you, Jordan. Uh, um, so for the standings, I think the last – so You have the Browns. Yeah, I'd have the Browns in there. Um, and then I think it would come down to probably Bengals and Steelers for the last wild card. So three AFC North teams. I mean, like – like I, I know. Chargers yeah. are going to turn it around. And I actually think – I think it's like one of the weakest AFC seasons in a long time. I think it's strong at the top, but like the the middle is definitely very. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I think AFC yeah. was deeper by quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. The the, the depth is no longer there for sure. Yeah, and partially what's given that perception is just the bad starts by the Chargers and Bengals. Because like if they started off hotter, we'd be like, wow, the AFC is really deep this year. I um, even think the Patriots to some degree. Like not having the Patriots in a playoff discussion is just like foreign to me. I, yeah. I always said, yeah, yeah. I think it is like from the time that we could actually discuss the Patriots with any kind of semblance of intelligence. This is probably the first time where we're just like completely ignoring them sneaking into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, which again is like, it's, you can't be like upset. It's like yeah, the, like you could be upset because the Patriots suck, but it's, again, it's like, I mean, you've been spoiled. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Browns or Bengals? It'll be the Bengals or the Steelers probably sneaking for the last spot. Um, okay. I mean, I think, like with the caveat, I think both for like, if if Watson stays hurt, Browns, I think, drop out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And then if like, and then if Wilson stays okay, or if the Jets trade for Kirk or something crazy, mm. like the Jets are still well within. The shooting distance of it. I don't think they'll trade for him, but like I I think think if, they were, if they if they were like yeah, I think that would be a boost. So yeah, I'd probably. So I would say like Steelers, Bengals, like not counting seeding, Steelers, Bengals, Steelers slash Bengals, and then Browns slash Jets, and the Browns slash Jets is like dependent on quarterback situation for them. Mm. So secretly, Seth just picked four teams for two spots. That's right. Yes, That's what I heard, you too. found the ultimate workaround for this exercise. That was that was well done. Too. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just tough, right? Because like, yeah, the so I think if okay, so if you have the teams as they currently are, so like say Watson stays out, Browns drop out for me. Um, yep. I think the Bengals keep improving. I think the Bengals get in. Mm-hmm. Um, because like in terms of wild card, they're what they're not even. Are they like trying to look at your stuff? They're half game behind because Browns have had. 
Browns have had the bye and they're currently yeah. the last playoff spot. So yeah, I mean they're only a half game out of the playoffs right Um and I'm assuming that and they still play the Browns again. And in this scenario, Watson's out, so they probably beat the Browns. Yeah. I think Bengals are in. And then I think the Steelers would be in. Watts wow. is Watt is Watt back? Yeah, he's good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like yeah. I don't believe Wilson's like really turning around. I think he's just going to shut the bed again. So yeah, I think if Watt, I think if that scenario of Watson being out and Wilson kind of still being shit, I think it'd be Bengals and Steelers for the last two. Hmm. I mean, it would be it would be wild for three AFC North teams. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people were predicting. I don't think people were thinking if, if you got to like week seven that this is how it would look at this point. But I think a lot of people were predicting to begin the season, like, three AFC North teams to make it in. I think so, too, because I think a lot of people were saying the Ravens would have started off better, the Bengals would have started off way better, and then yeah. I think a lot of people were saying the Browns, like, disgusting if you assume Watson comes back with a full offseason and Chubb's mm. healthy. Yeah, most stuff I saw was, like, either the um, Ravens or the Bengals. I think mostly the Bengals winning the division, which mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to happen now, but um, and then the Ravens being the first wildcard team and then like the Steelers sneaking in like that's how like it almost worked out every single time mm-hmm. um uh jamie who do you have it's interesting i'm gonna not be a homer i'm gonna go Bengals, and then i am gonna go with uh i think texans sneak in wow. i don't know there there was something that they pulled this i Looks like they play so they play the NFC or the NFC South. It looks like oh, lucky them. Yeah, which I think that helps them. But like the AFC South is not that great with the Titans and Colts, and they've already beaten the Jags. Like I don't know, yeah, Shroud Shroud has promise. That's actually really like, go tanking. They haven't played the Titans yet at all. So yeah, that's what, that's what I was just looking. I see Titans twice. I see the Colts once at the end. A Broncos team, Cardinals, Cardinals, and then the Panthers. That's not a bad call. Yeah, like who who's want... on their schedule? That's like a really good team. They don't play anybody who I think we think would would sniff a championship game, let alone a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Jets will give them hell for yeah. sure, just because of defense. And the Bengals and the Bucks, I think, will play them right. Uh, play them well, but and the Browns will give them hell too on defense but like they could be looking at was it one let's see how many more games do we got here we have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve yeah no there's eleven left 11. i think yeah, yeah. and right away i could see one two three four five six wins mm-hmm that puts them at nine, and then you can make arguments for another. Like, what? yeah, I think the Texans could do it. I'm just, I'm just not going to be a homer, and I'd say Bengals Texans. Also, it literally might come down to the fact that Texans Steelers finish with the same record, and because the Texans beat the Steelers, they have that tiebreaker, and so that's right. that's what I'm going to put it on. Okay, Max, what? Who do you have? I I do like the Bengals to keep improving and find their way in. Um, uh, I think I I don't 
I don't like the Browns for the rest of the way. I really no. was trying. I was trying to find a way to see if I could have any sort of confidence in picking the Chargers, but I don't. I don't think you I mean, can. I can't. I can't because they still. Have, I mean, they've struggled to get to where they are now, and they still have at Kansas City. They have Kansas City twice, I think. Yeah. Um, and at New York, Detroit. Baltimore, Buffalo, like it's gonna be really rough for them. Man, I really like that Texans call. Like that is, I uh, think it. I've been thinking about it way too much, unfortunately. Ever since the Steelers lost the Texans. <laughs> yeah, they are way better than anyone thought they're gonna be. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be a little different here, and I'll say Bengals, and I'm gonna say the Jets find a way somehow wow. like I I don't know how confident I feel in it but like I don't know if, if they like it seems like they may have found some sort of formula to keep like Wilson manageable yeah. and if they can like just get some playmakers to step up on offense the defense will keep doing its thing and like i think mm-hmm. their defense will keep them every single game so like i think Salah's a good coach too and like oh yeah i think like that's where like this is where it will show its most value so like if he can like coach him up to like stay in contention and like maybe they make a few moves at the deadline or something to bolster chances so i lo- i would love to pick the steelers i don't I don't know. I don't. I. I. I just. I'm not inspired <laughs> right now no. by them. I, as I think, as long as Watt is healthy, their defense will do the same thing that I think the Jets will do for them. Yeah. I just have less confidence right now in like a Matt Candle-led offense. Yeah, the offense is just until I see something from their offense, I can't. Yeah, and they're further and from what they're showing to the public too. They just keep like further committing to him. Yeah, like and which isn't great. No, not we want to hear. I can hear Pittsburgh chanting Fire Canada from Lancaster. Yeah, like it's it's so bad. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy now Aaron's just like main discourse in the Discord is like posting bad Canada stats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's I bad. feel like I mean and Aaron can describe this. I whatever podcast or whatever the ringer whatever he listens to they definitely are harping on canada and i mean i give aaron credit the stats that he's finding are very against canada i'm I'm sure aaron from just owning naji gets frustrated with how it's going in that direction too it's a bad combination because the offense is shit but like i don't don't know i don't know if you have a different take it all on it at all jamie but like do you think there's a scheme where like Najee would be like significantly different for this team? Like, I think his rookie year with Ben was interesting because like those late career quarterbacks will just like dump off passes all day. Like you're a young mm-hmm. running back coming to the league and you can just will your way to a bunch of touches and volume and stuff and look really good. So like mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure, I'm still trying to figure out how good Najee actually is. And I feel like that's a little concerning this far into his like As- first contract. Has he gotten slower, Max? Am I think I, he like, has. I think like, he's. I, I can't tell if Warren's just that much faster, or if if Najee's like actually slowing down. I, I mean, like I know Warren is like a fast player, but like 
I swear there are times where like there's a whole there were certain times against the Texans where they actually blocked for him. He was playing well, but he couldn't just like get loose or like mm-hmm. real I mean, he even had some good runs, but it hasn't come across that much. I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah, I think it's I don't think the the vision seems weird with him. Um he seems a seems a step slower like i don't i don't know i think there's a combination of things and i think there's something to be said like shane's point out before like there's been a couple offensive linemen that have left pittsburgh and now are actually playing well in their new homes like kendrick mm-hmm. green is playing well in houston and then i think kevin dotson's playing really well wherever he's mm-hmm. at right now too um is that the they trade him for like nothing to start the season Oh, look at is that he first... on the Rams? Yeah, look at that first article. Highest graded guard? Be right back. Unbelievable. Oh. <laughs> 85.3. Yeah. Yeah, where was this? Like, this is just further proof. Meanwhile... His replacement is to 63.8 grade Isaac Samaloa. He's been playing better. He has. But, yeah, so I think that's just the thing with Najee right now is, like, there's a lot of things just not working to his strengths. Yeah. And, like, I don't think he's looking like himself either. So, like, it sucks because he could be a really fun player to watch. But Yeah, I mean, you're, you're also right about when I think about – and maybe it is scheme like because that first year, I read there was one game, might have been against the Jets or somebody in a blowout loss. He had like what ten receptions, eleven receptions, or something like that. And he was he was heavily involved in the passing game. And now it, he, oh yeah, it, it doesn't even seem like he ever sniffs a passing down. So it was Cincinnati week three of his rookie year. Yeah, he had nineteen targets. And 14 receptions for 102 right. yards. And then right. he ran the ball. But he ran the ball 14 times for 40 yards. Like, that's terrible. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, yeah, his 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 yards per carry, like, has been sub four for his entire mm-hmm. career. Like, it's been a volume play with him. Right. Like, so, it sucks because he coming out of college, he was so exciting. He was so excited. Oh. Yeah. I... Yeah, there's. Yeah, I, I don't know if a scheme will make him better, but there's just definitely something where, and I hope Matt Canada realizes it. But like when Jalen Warren seems more involved, the offense seems more dynamic. Same yeah. with Pickens, and so I, it's hard for me to jump on, uh, feeding Najee when it's not going his way. Yeah. Uh, Warren and Pickens are their explosive playmakers right now. Like and yeah. Austin too. Austin is right. Like yeah. that is his play style. Um, but God, do you want to go on to the NFC now? Yeah. Hey, I feel this is where I feel like the NFC is at least uh more deep in recent years. Just with like the Rams, mm-hmm. they're the surprising. Rams aren't bad. Yeah. Like they're not that far. I th- I definitely think Puka to a degree has. I love Puka. I, love I mean, so much. he 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 just seemed to fit in perfectly for the Rams and what mm-hmm. they need. And like now they're doing well with them. So 
I don't know. They're they're kind of sneaky good. I mean, I don't think the Commanders, at least from a defense standpoint, is that good, and I think they should fall. But... So I guess like let's start the NFC the same way. Like, what teams do you think stay in the playoff picture at this point? As in, like, with like where the standings stay right now. Like, I think the Niners are going to stay. Eagles yeah. are going to stay. Lions are going to stay. The Lions could win the NFC outright, mm-hmm. um, possibly. I, I placed that Jared Goff. Uh, so did I. Max. $25. I put 10. You're bolder than I am. Um, but <laughs> it'll, um, it'll cover my Penn State future. <laughs> <laughs> or if the Penn State future pays out, who knows? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, um, but so I think those top three stay. I think Dallas will get in in the end. That's four. I think, I mean, I kind of think Bucks are a safe bet to win the South. Yeah, I, I think I like the Bucks at this point to win the South, too. Especially with how this game is going for the Saints. <laughs> Yeah, they are. They are. They are in a discussion for one of the more disappointing teams this year. That's true. I don't think uh, their record says three and three, but like I think they're from just watching them play. I think they're lucky to be three and three. Yeah, I mean they played the Patriots, so it's gonna skew the results. I didn't realize what was. Uh, was that like early? Was that like week one or two? It was the week before this last one. It was two weeks ago. Because it was okay. like Patriots have been shut out at home for the first time forever. And then we got. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah, I, I think the Bucks are safe to make the playoffs. I mean, I would have I would have had more faith in Atlanta if I liked what Des, Desmond Ritter, uh, if he actually threw some touchdowns in that second half and that fourth yeah. quarter. Do you want to talk about bad bets? Do you want like kind of bold bet I tried to make before the season that I did put a bet on? Is oh, no. I thought the Panthers are going to be way better than they are right now. I had to win the yeah, division. I, I got to scroll down for that big prop bet. Do we have the Panthers in that? Oh yeah, we did. That that one's been shot because of the Panthers. The really? rest of them are doing like okay actually. Um. But I like well, those top five to win, or not to win, but like to stay in right now. I think we're looking at the same scenario where like we're talking about two playoff spots to like how you want to fill them out. Yeah, I love I love the Cardinals having a strength of victory, which is just the Cowboys' record. I mean, that's how strength of victory is calculated. You take the winning percentage of your victories, but it is literally just the Cowboys' record because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all they like, beat. Well, I guess it'd be the uh, the same for the Bears and Giants, right? Yeah, the Bears have just beaten the Commanders, and the the Giants have just beaten the Cardinals. <laughs> the Cardinals have beaten. Yeah, yeah but like if you if you sort by strength of victory in the NFC, the Cardinals have the best strength of victory. They like, have the best single win of this yeah. season. <laughs> like, like, like not a zero a zero loss team and the one win team. Point yeah, three. I think that's yeah, that's, one, right. that's like one for eleven. I think. That that is Seth, yes. See, yeah, look look at the Saints uh look at the Saints strength of victory. Three one and three six. record with the same strength of victory as the one and five Giants. Giants. Yeah. Yeah, that's they're just not good. Yeah. I so I I mean I yeah, I like the Bucks and what they're doing. I mean, they're yeah. two losses. They lost to the Eagles and Lions, which and both Eagles? weren't the closest games, but I thought the Eagles was close for a while, and then Baker like kind of started trail off towards the end. I can't really remember. It was it was kind of close. I mean, the Eagles I felt like <laughs> didn't put away like opening drives, 
Um, it was raining. I didn't think that helped Baker and Mike Evans scored late. But like I, I never thought it was like it was close I, a little bit. Yeah, I guess it ended ten. The first half ended ten points. So, you know, but like, I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks, I think are the best team in the NFC South. So I think it's mm-hmm. fair to put them in the top five with the Cowboys. I'm like, that's our NFC South representative. Yeah, yeah. I think my then, pick's gonna be Commanders and Rams. Wow. Commanders. 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 Left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders. <laughs> That's a song. I that is I it? copyright. Yeah. Well, that Commanders, a super Commanders fan came up with. Uh um, I believe you. Not definitely not me. But I, there's something I, about their defense that I just don't love. Manners. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you, you said guys, that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that this past week. Emmanuel Forbes, I believe, is the, the rookie corner that they drafted yeah, this first past. Pick. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't he, he didn't play in the Falcons. There's some commanders fans thinking that like that's the reason why their defense was better. Oh, it was the who'd they play the week before? The Bears. Yeah, that was the DJ Moore game. They yeah. took him out in that game because he was playing so poorly against Moore, yeah. and it looks like they haven't put him in since. Yeah, like wow. I there's there's something I just can't trust in their defense. I mean, they also play they'll play the Cowboys two more times, they play the Eagles one more time. Or they, yeah, one more time. They do time. play the Giants twice though. Yeah, I mean, has anybody yeah. in the division played the Giants yet? Uh Cowboys played them week 1. You know, actually I'm going to I'm going to change that. Looking at, I didn't look at the stock schedule till right now. They haven't played the Cardinals yet. So they played the Cardinals twice, the Titans once, the Commanders. So that'll be an important one. The Browns in two yeah. weeks. So that's very possible Watson's not back for that. Good point. Which team is this you're talking about? Uh, the Seahawks. The Seahawks yeah, have a much easier schedule than the Commanders going forward. Yeah, and this, this is like where I was starting to think. I think I might just take the standings as is right now. Like, I think yeah, that's kind of be- what I was thinking. It's it's wild, but yeah, I would also take the standings as it. I like Seattle to get like more healthy, and their their defense is kind of uh, on the up. I definitely like. I mean, yeah. as long as Jamal Adams is healthy, I think their he's defense. Come, yeah, he's finally. Get, it feels like it's been forever since we get to watch him play. And that that Bengals game felt weird, where like they were in it, like they had a chance to win that game, and just yeah, they couldn't make it happen. So and the Rams are just. Way better than anybody wanted to believe they were going to be this yeah. year. Like as long as like, I mean, the Dotson trade ends up being huge because that, um, that, I feel like coming into this season, that offensive line was like the biggest question mark. It's like they're going to get Stafford killed, and then yeah. he's going to be out like immediately. So like, and now that they've actually been like way better on offense than they would anyone would have thought. But now I mean, like Kyron Williams is out a few weeks, so it'll be interesting to see. Like I know they just. Signed some guys off the street again. Like they brought um, Henderson back and uh, well, no, um, Royce Freeman. They oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so like, I don't know. They're gonna, they're gonna stick around. I'm, I'm more curious because I, I, I heard them talking about this on one of their games like a week or two ago. Can outside of like Ernest Jones and like Aaron Donald, can you name me a Rams defensive player? 
Um, Penny Young. Is he there? I don't know. I I can't. So like I I I need you to fact check that. Uh, Ringer NFL guys did something like this where they were like, I'm gonna say four names. Getchwish one is a made up name. Yeah, like I think the Rams defensive coordinator or something recently said like we have Aaron Donald and a bunch of guys you've never heard of before, like and like Ernest Jones or something. But like, so I'm more I'm more curious about the Rams if if like this team if this defense can hold up. Here, Jamie, take your take the roster off really quick. This will be a game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna make uh four names. Guess which one? Guess which one is made up? Oh, uh, Zach Van Valkenburg. Um, uh, Jeremy Fordswith, Russ Yeast, and Laurel Murchison. We're guessing which one's made up. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the first one. Zach Van Valkenburg. Yeah, but you said that too confident the second time, so it sounds even more real. I'm going with the third one. I forget his name, but the Yeast guy. No, that was Easter's last. Who's the third one? Uh, no, the last one was uh Laurel Murchison, and then the oh, press East. Okay, I'm going with East. No, uh, the made up one was Jeremiah Forsworth. <laughs> They're all these. He starts. Russ East is their starting free safety <laughs> on the Rams. Yeah. Wow. This That's is just wild. my this is my point. Like we don't yeah. we don't know any of these. Falkenberg is their backup linebacker, and Laurel Murchison is their backup defensive end. <laughs> Wow. Like that quote from that defensive coordinator or whoever said that was perfect. It's a bunch of guys you've never heard of. I love these types of games. We need to do more pods to do these types of games. <laughs> that was a wild game. Us used their starting free safety. They drafted him last year, round seven. He was their last pick in the draft, and he's now starting on their defense. Wow. He's starting over Jordan Fuller. Uh where's Fuller's uh, he's, I, Jordan Fuller's the strong safety. He's Russ East is the free safety. I remember starting I remember over John Johnson right now, I guess. Oh, oh, I forgot he went back there. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's it's interesting. So like that's I'm I think I'm gonna say Seahawks and Rams for his last two. And like I'm just very curious to see. Like I'm also curious to see if like Cooper Cop is gonna last the rest of the year. Like yeah. it sucks that people were thinking like this, but I think everyone's just waiting for him to like go back out again from the mm-hmm. hamstring or something. But I think the most yep. interesting one is the Vikings. If Justin Jefferson can get back, I feel like they're so deep in the within hole four right weeks. Now. Do what? I feel like they're so deep in the hole right now. Like I don't know how they make. I mean, they're what a game behind right now for the last wild card spot. Are they? I thought they were further down. No, they're two and four, and the Rams are three and three. They have two wins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Against Pan- Panthers, Bears. Yeah. But yes, they do have two wins technically. <laughs> technically, play the Packers twice, which is big because that's going to decide the second team in the division, in my opinion. And the Packers have been trending down. I do kind of like their schedule, Max. I mean, they do have Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears. That's Raiders. That's a five-game stretch, so that's favorable. And so I mean, bad. They have the Packers twice still. So what are the, what's their schedule for? I don't remember when the deadline is. What's their schedule like for the rest of October? October is 49ers Packers. Nine. So who is that? 49ers and Packers is their October schedule. 49ers and Packers. So like I think we'd write off the game against the Niners. I'm just Same. wondering like 
how much like if they are going to start selling key players like at the deadline because they're ready down bad like I feel like their chances aren't going to get much better if they do decide to go down that path. Like if they I think I think it'll right. come down to the Packers in that case because it's it's at the Packers. So I think if they can win at Lambeau, they'll feel good about playing them at home later yeah. in the season. I I just saw that Marcus Davenport they put him on the IR. The Vikings did. Oh, did they? That's interesting. It'll so be. I I, I I think the Vikings could be in there just because of how tough the Seahawks. And Rams, I mean, they still have one more game against each other. They still have games against the 49ers. They also have games against the Cardinals. I don't know. It, it could be. Seahawks have both of their games against the 49ers still. Yeah, yeah. And the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah. So, I, 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 I'll. It was right there. I'll dabble and I'll. Nah, I don't want to go by. I'm just going to go Seahawks, Rams. <laughs> All right, so we're all taking Seahawks Rams. Yeah. Okay. Or at least we kept the AFC different. Oh fuck. I picked the Jets, didn't I? Man. Yeah, you did. Whoever. Max, I picked the Texans. We're living on the edge. Like we're picking the Texans pick, though. I think that's that's a fun one. I I do like that one. I like that more than my Jets pick, but I'm gonna ride with it. I've just been extremely impressed of how Stroud's been playing. Oh yeah. He's I've not I was not high on him coming in to this season, but like he's proving a lot of people wrong. Including me. Um. Uh, who? So who do you think? Who are you picking at this point to come out of each conference? I'm drinking the Kool Aid with the Lions right now. Give me the Lions out of the NFC. I really do like the Lions too. I I'm riding with it. I think they just, I they have that a Their similar vibe. So much better. They have a similar vibe of like the Eagles from last year. Like all mm-hmm. parts of their team are just kind of firing right now. They have coordinators on both sides of the ball that are just like they'll be lucky if they keep up this this success. They'll be lucky if they have even one of them next year. Mm-hmm. Like so, like and golf legitimately can be an MVP. So like, uh, give me the Lions. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 49ers, but. Their health definitely concerns me every single week. And the, their health was the reason they couldn't beat the Eagles or even come close in that NFC championship game. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably go Niners, and I'm going to be boring again and pick the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs figure it out. Another rematch. I think I did the exact same kind of <laughs> situation. My heart. Like aside from the Steelers, obviously, like wants to see Lions Bills so bad. Like Ooh, that would yeah. be that would be so freaking fun. I also think Lions and Dolphins would be very fun because that feels yes. like it'd be a very yes. nice game. Yeah, give me any one of those, like either of those matchups, and I'd be happy. Dolphins could get there if, like, I mean, I know they're getting Ramsey back, and are they still don't have uh, Howard, Xavier Howard, right? Right. Yeah. Good, good and point. so. Uh, they could get there. Kamara touchdown, please. I need it. I'm playing my mom. He got there. I I I even have the. This will even kill my over bet. Or no, technically no, it won't. Wow. The to... Dolphins actually have a really telling next couple of weeks because they play the Eagles this week and the Chiefs in three weeks. Yeah, that oh, eight eight thirty game. Yeah, that game's gonna be so 9:30 good. Nine thirty game, seven thirty game for you, Seth. Six twenty. 
It's 20. We got we got three different time zones here. Yeah, we're we're figuring it out. Yeah. But yeah, I like the only time. I God, as much as it uh, pains me to say this, I think the Eagles are just gonna like be there again just because they're so deep. <clears throat> they are. Like, aside from Hurts getting hurt, I think they can lose like one player at just about every position and be fine. Mm. You know? Well, we're like... gonna find out because I mean Lane, Lane Johnson. Lane yeah. Johnson, and then don't they have another offensive lineman down right now too? Do they? I thought another one went down. Was it uh Dickerson or whoever? Yeah. It was? Landon Dickerson. Um did he get hurt? I thought, I knew Lane Johnson did and someone else back. went down. I know their um I think their safety situation's been dicey, but I I do agree. I think they're just deep. Their secondary concerns me because, like, it's to me, it's worse than last year. I mean, I guess you could argue with Jalen Carter, their defensive line is just as good, if not better, than last year. But their secondary, I mean, the games against the Commanders and just Vikings, their ability not to like keep teams away. I don't know. It concerns me. Oh, you got through. I thought the extra point. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just think like. With the Lions too, like they they had one game I think so far this year without Amon Ra, and they've had like Gibbs still was I feel like still hasn't been unleashed and like Montgomery's like they've had other guys that had to come in and fill in for like some of their higher impact guys and they've still looked just as dominant. Like yeah, my worry for I, them is like the offensive line mostly because like I think Hertz can handle a worse offensive line because he can run than like Golf can. I think we've seen golf behind the bad offensive line, and it's a terrifying experience. But their offensive line is like their biggest strength on that team, I think. Well, because they're like really good, which I totally agree with. I think it's more like if somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that's the Probably one. Like three concerns for stuff. That's like my main concern. Yeah. Uh, Lane Johnson uh, suffered a lateral ankle sprain on Sunday, oof. but it's not supposed to be long term. And Lane Johnson said he's going to get back, in quotes, real soon. Means he's popping more steroids than he normally does. Dickerson got hurt um, in the Bucks game, Max, but I didn't see anything recently uh, Maybe I'm for any other Eagles that. offensive line. But oh, I know. I, I, yeah. I'm with you, Max, on if if the Lions are there, I'm jumping on the Lions bandwagon. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. such a fun bandwagon to be on right now. That's like... like I think that's my team I'm like a pretend fan of for this season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's I am too. And it, it only makes it easier actually like having Goff and Dynasty to root yeah. for it too. Yeah. Um I have him in my work league too, so I'm like all in on Goff right now. I mean, if if they win the NFC they can. Like there's you want to talk about should, schedule. Goff should be MVP for sure. Yeah, that that's like when I put that message about like the odds, like there's a very good path for them, like winning the number one seed, and like if that happens, like then it becomes MVP races become about like a narrative and everything. Like I feel like yeah. that storyline, like it's pretty it's damn there. cool because he was just supposed to be a throw-in to go to Detroit to like fade away. Yeah. Um, but like they got at Baltimore this week is going to be their is going to be a really hard road game, but like, they have Vegas. At the Chargers, the Bears, the uh, Packers, 
Um, they have at New Orleans, Chicago again. Wow. Um, they have the Bears twice. They have Denver at Minnesota. Like they have, I think the Ravens game this week is going to be a hard one. At New Orleans, I know we just shit on New Orleans a bunch and they're struggling <laughs> at home right now, but like they can just be a nuisance at home for some good teams sometimes. Yeah. But, um, and at Dallas, week 17, I think are their hardest games. Every, everything else looks like very winnable. Yeah. I think the only it's... narrative that could compete would be Tua if they win <laughs> yeah. the AFC. Yeah. Like, he, go, I agree. he may never play again to like mm-hmm. learning how to fall and doing all the MMA falling shit over the offseason. Yeah, it? yeah. Basically <laughs> leading like the reincarnation of the greatest show on turf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, because like if they win the AFC, the Dolphins are his stats are just going to be gaudy. <laughs> yeah, if he, if he plays out the season and they win the AFC, like that's it, it. If it comes down to that, and like the Dolphins win AFC, Lions win AFC, and the Dolphins keep doing what they're doing, I think the stats alone will probably push Tua over the yeah. edge. Um, it'd be close. It'd be very close. Who almost has? Similar to like the 49ers, I always think I think two has more weapon, just as many weapons as the 49ers oh. do from a position. And so I don't know if that argument would ever come into play, but like golf doesn't. I don't know. I'm on the the Lions offensive line is definitely good, but I'm Ron St. Brown good too. But golf seems to just I mean, he's making Laporta look good. Yeah, Laporta's incredible. Like yeah. Reynolds, uh Josh Reynolds is like just needs to follow golf wherever he goes. Like yeah. he's incredible with him. Yeah. Um and now like let's see if like Jameson Williams starts getting into the fold a bit more now, mm-hmm. like now that he's not suspended. So Yeah. I don't know, man. it's a, it's very exciting to think of these other teams that you just kind of like when we were growing up, we just shrugged off the Dolphins and the Lions for like as long as we could, like they're yeah. just perpetual bottom tier teams, but not anymore. Is there any Hill MVP talk if he breaks a receiving yardage record? Uh, I because I, I, mean, I think based uh, on what we just said, I think Tua would probably still edge him out with like. I don't like position. how there's 18 games or 17 games now, and so like well, it, it's breaking Cup's I, record, which was set with the same number of games. Yeah, uh, Cup did it last year, right? Or was it two years ago? Two years I, ago. Up has the receiving yards record? Yeah, I think so. Like receptions and most receiving yards, didn't he? He won the triple crown, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was just the triple crown he got. I didn't I didn't think I don't know if he did. broke the record. Wasn't I know it? he had like a historic season, but because he oh, yeah, no, it's still Johnson with nineteen sixty four and twenty twelve. Right. Well, well, I think no, the, I, two or, is on or Ty, Tyreek's on pace for it. There's no doubt about it. He's on pace for like twenty three hundred or something right yeah. now. He's gonna he's on pace to crush it. Cup Cup was short by eighteen yards. Yeah, ooh, that's ooh, crazy. Oh, did not know that it was that close. Yeah, but I mean, I would, I yeah, I think I'm with Max. Where if Tyreek comes to that, it's just gonna go to Tua. Yeah, especially okay. the narrative that you laid out, Seth. I think that's a yeah. Easy that's the way he gets. I feel like I don't know. I mean, he would still, I think, play re- really well with like whoever would come in if Tua were to go down. But like, I don't know if he would keep the same pace that 
Tua is like providing for him right now. Yeah. Um. So it's just like I don't, I don't know what we're gonna need to see to see like a non QB win that. True. Award. It's almost like if Zach Wilson was the quarterback of the Dolphins, can Tyreek Hill get another two thousand yards? <laughs> then he's the MVP. Yeah. If JJ Watt didn't get that one year where he just like absolutely stuff, oh. I'm not sure mm-hmm. like anybody else could get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, Peterson had it. That's true. Right? Like, is that like I'm trying to think of like the if there oh. are any like I know Peterson had one. I know you're about uh, not liking the extra game, but Tyreek is currently averaging 13 more yards per game than Johnson did in his record season. Oh, oh, that's fun. Which is pretty there, wild. Is, there is just something about, I mean, the Dolphins do have more of like a harder schedule coming up. And I think they have benefited uh, a lot by playing like in the warmer weather conditions, especially at home. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know how that'll progress, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I think right now, Goff to... Uh, I think Allen for... I would say Mahomes over Allen right now. Yeah, Mahomes or Allen. after that yeah. Sunday night football Five game. Minutes. Yeah. Dude, Allen looks off right now, Max. I don't know how off you think he looks, but like, even as simple as that uh, throw to Dawson Knox on that third and eight that they couldn't convert and then led to the missed field goal, gave the Giants back. I mean, it, it, there's just but some. You know what that means, though? Like, this is how I agree. There are these games where, like, he just looks like he just. He, like he goes a different path than what you've seen the past like three or four yeah. games before that, but then the the game after that is when so he the just, Patriots like, game. Yeah, Seth, it may not be one you want to check out, but um, they I remember someone saying that like then we lose to keep going down, and then I'll switch to like a fun game. Um, <laughs> I remember like week one, like when they played the Jets, and like the Jets beat them. I was watching Good Morning Football, and like everyone was saying like next week, like I don't know, Allen's gonna do Allen things and just like he's going to explode and then he throws for 274 yards three touchdowns against the the raiders yeah against the raiders yeah so like i don't know this is usually this i think this has been the pattern we've seen with him over the past couple years he has a bad game and then he just comes back and like resets again but yeah i don't know i i there's i thought the giants were a bad team where like, I thought he was going to have this cycle, uh, the loss against Jacksonville coming back, and, like, this Giants game was going to be the reset game. And now you're telling me, like, the Patriots re- game might be the reset game. Maybe. This is just what history has, like, kind yeah. of shown. Yeah. yeah. It's, but... it, it's just not, I guess, more of what I – I mean, Collinsworth said it a couple of times. He just looked out of it on some, like, hits or something like that. So I don't know if he's yeah. still – It's when he starts just – he even at like 55 yards in the triple coverage and just hoping yeah. someone's going to make a play. Like, yeah, right, I think he's this kind is of just one of those nights. A bit this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I was trying to figure out that Giants game too. Like, I know, like, I couldn't tell if it was one of those nights again for him or like, did Wink Martindale get to some of these guys finally mm-hmm. for New York? Like, I mean, he's a, he's a good coordinator. I know they started to turn it on at one point last year too. Like, are we hitting that same point for them? True. But, 
I don't know. We'll, we'll, time will only tell for the rest of the year, but um, yeah, he's that game looked weird for him, and like I, I'm still trying to figure out what's up with Hertz too. Like, Hertz seems he seems something's so, not right there. He seems so nonchalant when he throws the ball or like makes decisions. Like, oh, we'll see how this goes. And like he's going for the home that... run. He's going for like the home run. Like he's not taking the easy like no. dump offs or wins. Like. I don't know. It's weird. He's he's making such weird decisions and Didn't the Eagles lose their offensive coordinator from last year? Yeah, he's Yeah, in... to the Cardinals. Yeah. Or oh yeah, no, the yeah, sorry. Steichen. Yeah. I I keep mixing up Steichen and the Cardinals coach. Yeah. But... So, I think that's a a big pro- proponent of it. Um he doesn't look the same running the ball. I, lately, he looks more like himself running the ball. Like for the first couple of weeks, he looked hesitant. So yeah, this was our one pot of the year, as yeah. is tradition at this point. What's the name of our pod, Seth? Uh, I think I think our pod's called Jamie and Jordan, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think this has been Jamie and Jordan with Jamie <laughs> and Jamie and Jordan. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, thanks for coming, Jamie. This was great. <laughs> Appreciate chatting with you all the time. <laughs> Thank uh, you for having me. This has been from the league office. Uh, catch you on the flip side. <laughs> catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs>